Episode 177 of the world's number one marketing show. Listen in as the owner of Brisbane Tree Experts tells us how he saved a lazy $30,000 with one simple marketing decision and increased website traffic by 860%. Yep, 860. Welcome to the Small Business Big Marketing Show, where successful small business owners share their secrets to take your marketing to the next level. Now here's your host, Tim Reid. G'day motivated business owner, it is Timbo Reid here and a big well done for joining us inside the movement that we lovingly refer to as Small Business Big Marketing, a movement laser focused on helping you grow an amazing business through some very, very smart marketing. To that end, let's get stuck in to some marketing G-O-L-D. Now, as I record this episode, Qantas, the Australian kangaroo, one of the very, very iconic Australian brands, is in the shitter. Yesterday, their CEO, Alan Joyce, announced a massive loss for the quarter, 5,000 job cuts, and the need to save, very quickly, a massive $2 billion off their bottom line. Now, I don't profess to know anything about the running of a business of that size, although I do wonder, how the hell can any business get into such huge debt in the first place? And keep their doors open. However, I digress because this is a marketing show. Qantas's dire situation has got me thinking about how that brand should market itself going forward. Historically, from what I've observed, they've run big budget TV commercials, covered the landscape with billboards and sponsored our national sporting teams. Kind of the usual stuff, isn't it? Each of these marketing channels would be big bucks combined. I'm guessing the bill would run into the tens of millions annually. Now, I'm guessing Qantas's advertising and sponsorship agencies might have been given the tap on the shoulder by now and have either been put on hold or had their budgets massively cut. But that doesn't mean Qantas should stop marketing. Oh, no. Marketing's the lifeblood team. They've still got to get bums on seats, right? Literally. So it got me thinking, what clever marketing could they do without spending a fortune? Remember, they've got to save a lazy $2 bazillion in the coming months, years. So to answer that, I've put the hat on of some of my past guests of this show and asked myself, what would they do? So here goes. Do you remember Tom Dixon from Willard Blend fame? The fellow who believes in his blenders so much that he creates viral videos where he blends almost anything, iPads, hockey pucks, crowbars. Well, why don't Qantas create a viral video series called Will It Fly? It would involve attaching objects to the top of their aircraft and see whether they're still there at the end of the trip. Yeah, maybe not. But crowdsource videos of people's travel experiences could work. I reckon past guest Jonathan Reichwald of Frankston TV would agree with that. And what about past guest Nicole Newitt from Kicks for Chicks? She's got 45 of her clients to tattoo her logo on their bodies. Why doesn't Qantas do the same? Maybe for the first 100 people to tattoo the flying kangaroo on themselves, they get free flights for life. The publicity would be huge. And what about Joe Polizzi of the Content Marketing Institute? I'm sure Joe would suggest Qantas get out there and create amazing content that answers people's travel questions. Stop pushing Qantas and start pulling, he'd say. Quit the advertising stuff. Instead, share video travel tips, do a podcast on amazing destinations, 
and host a forum where people could seek travel advice. Seems obvious. Sell more by selling less, I say. And finally, what about past guest Kim Illman of Messages on Hold? What would he do? The guerrilla marketer extraordinaire would have Qantas signs popping up all over the place. In the background of news reports hanging off the Harbour Bridge, I reckon it even managed to get a Qantas logo onto a Virgin plane. My point is this, team. Qantas is in trouble and they need to act smart and quickly. More TV ads aren't going to cut it, but big smart marketing will. You and I know there's never been a better time to market a business and smart marketing doesn't have to cost a fortune. You just need to be helpful or amazing. Both are marketing gold. Alrighty, team, let's get stuck into today's show. My guest is Glenn Walton, who will be joining us inside the Small Business Big Marketing Studio very shortly. Glenn's the founder of Brisbane Tree Experts, and it's a fascinating chat about the trials and tribulations of both running a family business, plus he takes us inside an incredibly simple and elegant marketing strategy that's producing some really solid results. And I am just back from Singapore, literally off the plane about three hours ago, where I gave a keynote to a large group of financial advisors and insurance brokers at a conference over there. And I'm very proud to say that whilst I was waiting for my plane in the Qantas lounge last night at Changi Airport, I overheard a lady say, I wish I'd recorded this, you've got to listen to this show called The Small Business Big Marketing Show. It's fantastic. I was so proud. Went up and gave her a big hug. I couldn't believe that. That is just a, uh, that's a wonderful thing to happen on, well, not quite the other side of the world, but outside of my country. She was an Australian lady and uh, that was wonderful. Now, first, before we do get stuck into today's guest, let me tell you about our good friends at NetRegistry and how they can help crank out some great online marketing for you. You know, one of the biggest frustrations many small business owners have with their online marketing is their Google search results. Do you hear me, team? Or lack of them, as many people would say. So many say to me, Timbo, when I Google myself, I'm not even on page three and their heart's breaking. And you keep saying you are, the, you are who Google says you are and it's freaking me out, Timbo. If that sounds like you, you could probably do with these three magic words. Search Engine Optimization, aka SEO. Now, a key part of that is having the right keywords on your website, meaning that whenever someone Googles something related to your business, your page can be right up there. Put simply, a key benefit of solid SEO is that Google will know what page on your website is all about. I'll just say that paragraph again. Put simply, A key benefit of solid SEO is that Google will know what each page on your website is all about, and that can only improve your ranking. Now, a great way to get this sorted is to talk to the guys at NetRegistry. As proud sponsors of this show, they have an exclusive offer for you, the motivated small business owner. Take advantage of their keyword strategy service today, and instead of paying $250 like everyone else, get your keywords sorted for just 99 bucks, Start getting found online today, team. Head over to netregistry.com.au and get your online marketing sorted. That's netregistry.com.au and tell them Timbo sent you. 
Okay, let's get stuck into today's guest. It is Glenn Walton. He is the owner of Brisbane Tree Services. It's a second-generation family business. And if you're a small business owner, which you are, you are a motivated small business owner, that is why you are here, or you might be someone trapped in the corporate cubicle looking to escape, well, listen in, because this is a very, very smart marketing strategy that Glenn shares with us. It's had some stellar results And we also talk uh, in depth about him buying the business from his old man. So really, really interesting, meaty discussion. And I started off by asking Glenn a very big question. What's the biggest spider he's ever come across? I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. I sleep all night. I work all day. He's a lumberjack and he's okay. He sleeps all night and he works all day. Oh, mate. I've got pretty big hands, and as an arborist, mate, I've had them as big as my hands. So the the as big as a dinner plate, I reckon. No, really? No. I, well, yeah, yeah, in the house, even. Yeah. Oh, what about up a tree? Oh, uh, they're generally snakes and possums in trees, mate. Right. So, what's the reaction when you uh, come face to face with uh, with a Joe Blake? Well, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've been up a tree, but generally, um, we'll spot them way before we get up there. Right. So we have guys to come and grab them out. So. All right, mate. Let's talk about the less serious stuff. Now, your dad started the business 30 years ago, uh, yeah. from what I understand, and then in 2002, you returned as a young whippersnapper from overseas and decided to transform the business. What was wrong with it? Well, there there was probably a lot wrong with it from an outsider looking in. Um, Dad had pretty much wound down the business to a $1,200 a week enterprise. It was about wages for him and it got him out of the house and he, uh, he, was, he was happy doing that. So when I got back from the UK, I sort of said to him, look, I would, I would like to get back into the family business because I've been doing it since I was 12. So I, he said, yeah, let's go for it. So when I got back, I was horrified to see that he'd given away all of our contracts <laughs> right, <laughs> and right. he was just doing Ma and Pa's stuff in backyards. So when I got back, I copped a bit of a shock and, and had to go straight into tools and, and start the business from scratch from about that time. Did you, did you come back from travelling overseas with the intention of you know, working in the business for the rest of your life? Look, no, um, I, I took a five-year hiatus and I didn't really think too much about coming back because I'd worked in it all my life and I, as far as I was concerned, I'd done that part and I wanted to move forward. But the yeah, longer yeah. I was away, I had this yearning to come back and, and be a part of the family business and to get back and find my love for trees. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of bizarre. I didn't start off thinking that way, but here I am. So, so the idea of transforming the business, like going, your, your old man's running it because it was a way to get him out of the house. Um, you want to transform it. H- how'd that go down with your dad? Oh, terrible. Um, so for the first four years until about 2006, I was a silent, silent, silent partner. I was very much mm-hmm. just, no, this is not the way. We need to go this way. And this is how it's been done forever and ever and ever and I kept sort of pushing the point um, and it was, we had robust discussions, you know, um, and it, it was one particular day Dad said to me, look, we don't have any work, I've got no quotes, I, I don't know what we're going to do. And I said, well, look, how about you give me your pager and your phone and go and have a cup of coffee and I'll sort it out. From that phone call, from taking his phone, I managed to book three weeks' worth of work 
and two weeks' worth of quotes because he was so overwhelmed by where he'd gotten to in the business, he couldn't see straight. So, or, or where he hadn't got to. But where, he, where he hadn't got to. Mm. So uh, I guess looking back at what Dad was doing, he was providing for the family for a certain outcome. He wasn't looking at it as a business that would, you know, go forward and, and, and have up to eight or ten staff working for them and then and sort of making a name in the industry. He was just looking at paying the, the bills, you know. So, so two, two very different goals. I mean, he, it, it had served a purpose for him and it, it had done what it needed to up to a point. Yeah, but now you were kind of seeing it as a much bigger picture, and in fact, you know, interestingly enough, before we hit record, you even dropped the word franchising, which we'll touch on later. But you know, you've clearly come into you know whether you want to build. Do you want to build an empire? Oh, look, I, I'd definitely like to have a north and a south. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'd like to have an empire, mm-hmm. but I'd, I'd definitely like to see this cover all of Brisbane. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not just stretch. With, with with one um, crew, I'd like to see many, many crews or even a, a separate franchise on one side of town. Yeah. So um, what did you start putting in place, Glenn, when, when you said to your old man, look, you know, I'm going to turn this ship around? Um, what did you start putting in place? Mate, I'm sitting in the exact chair that it happened in. Oh, I, really? I, I, I can, I you feel, Dan, can you feel the vibe? I've got the vibe. It's back. It's back. <laughs> So I I'm, I said to Dad, look, I've got to go and buy a whiteboard. There's just no way I can do this because I'm very, very, very visual. Hey, well, but, listen, I was talking to a mate only this week who said the uh, per square meterage of whiteboard you have has a direct relationship to the success of your business. Well, <laughs> well, I'll tell you how it happened. So I... I said to Dad, I don't know how to do this because Dad was using different numbered quote books and there was no numericals, you know, order of anything. We didn't have a database. We didn't have anything. And, it, you know, we were as, we're as bad sometimes as people that were just writing on um, receipts, you know, like and just doing it that way. Yeah. So I said to Dad, look, we, we, first of all, we're going to get this whiteboard. So we put the whiteboard up and I wrote Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and put all the work in with a tally at the end. Then I worked out an Excel spreadsheet and we just started putting all the quotes in and all the rest of it. And then I had the, 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 the worst part was trying to get the quotes to him because he didn't want to help, he didn't want to listen. He just he said, well, how are you going to do it? And I, oh. Anyway, so the, what, what, what was really apparent right from that moment was setting out um, role descriptions for the directors. So I sat down with my wife and we worked out exactly what roles um, my dad and I had in the business and might have changed from being the leading hand on the crew to the actual marketer, phone girl, (laughs) job distributor, complaints handler and money taker all in one. So we wrote out these new role descriptions and I was able to get dad doing what he did best and that was selling and people. He was marvellous at it. He just was just phenomenal. So... Once we got that in store, um, that and the whiteboard, it was incredible. Um, what what was the um, – during this time, you, you talked about robust relationships with your dad. What, what yeah. was the relationship like, like? I mean, I don't want to sort of pry, but I think in order to understand this dynamic, like you, grew, you had a good relationship with your old man growing up? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, 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 yeah? Look uh, – I guess for me, Dad's been Dad was very working class um, as long as I can remember. He was always 
telling me how he worked as a 15-year-old with his brother's ID so he could get 19-year-old wages and all this sort of carry-on. And so from a very, very early, early age, it was instilled in me to work hard to get to where you want to go. Mm -hmm. So my relationship with my dad really stemmed from work. So from about 12 was about the time I started cutting firewood with him and I developed this relationship. There's only 17 years difference between him and I. Wow. So we became more like brothers, you could say, than father and son while we were at work. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, through – and I think that was some of the hardest things for Dad too is because he was such a good tradesman and a good salesman that what – where he lacked was the foresight to go forward, you know, just to get to that next step. This is, I mean, that's, by the way, pretty common. I mean, what oh, we're yeah. hearing, what, what he happened to do was at the age of 17 be responsible for bringing a bloke into the world, i.e. you, mm. who's anally retentive, ambitious, and, you know, wants to build something. Oh, and, and <laughs> yeah, well, accidentally, you know, like to give you another idea, at the age of 16, I was nearly, what, 90 kilos and I was built like the side of a house and I, I worked at the level of a 21-year-old. I, I, I could make most men look stupid at about 16. So it was 90 really, kilos, Glenn, of meat pies and sausage no, rolls or no, of, uh, of pure muscle? Of pure muscle. Right. Six, foot, six foot two, 90 kilos. Now I'm a little bit. A, lean, a mean, lean chopping machine. I'm a little chubbier these days. Right, but yeah. yeah, join uh, yeah. the club. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, look, so the relationship with him was good. Um, it was tough because we expected a lot from each other and our work ethic was was incredible. To give you one other idea, Tim, before I left Cy, there was only three of us working. It was Dad, a mate of mine, and me, and we were turning over huge amounts of work and then now I've got five guys that work for me on crew and they're only probably processing another $1,500 a day more than what we were as a three-man crew. Mm -hmm. And it just goes to show as owner-operators, you just, you sweat it out. You get Mm -hmm. in, you make it work, you make every every dollar count. And and therein lies the the conundrum of every small business owner of how do I replace myself because it's I I do it best. I got it to where it is today. You know, the whole reason the business is turning over, whatever it's turning over, is because I did it, you know, and it's like, geez, then how do you how do you find others? Well that's that's exactly right. And and when you find them, you gotta keep them. And you've got to make sure that they understand your goals and your objectives and you just got to make sure that they're around for the long haul. We'll talk about staff retention uh, shortly, Glenn, because I know you're big on it. Um, just fi- just finishing that conversation with your yep. old man, did you ever punch on? Uh, there was once when I hit the side of the truck and for many years to come I used to, when I did inductions for my staff, I'd say if you keep it up, that's what's going to happen to you. And there was an imprint of four of my knuckles in the side of the door. Ow. But Dad and I never ever fought because we were we would always get frustrated with each other with each other. But at the end of the day, my job on crew was to make sure that he stayed alive because I was the the rope, I was the rigger, I was the right, guy at the right. ground. So the respect between both of us was always unspoken, and it was, you know, typical father son. He would tell everyone how much he loved me, and then yell at me at the next in, at the next corner and say, "You're not doing your job properly." You know, so. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but the respect there between the two of us was immense. Welcome to parenthood. Hey, uh, now what I understand, I'm trying to kind of figure out the the flow of things here, Glenn. But you uh, in 2011, yeah. your old man put the business up for sale, but didn't get any takers. 
So you bought it, is that right? But yeah, basically, Dad wanted to get out. He had enough. He had enough of staff, and so he, it was still his business. You'd come in, made a whole lot of changes. It was doing better, but it, yeah, why didn't why didn't he just give it to you? Well, well, that that's actually what happened. He he he. I was a silent partner. I I, I owned half the gear, so there wasn't a written partnership agreement but it was I owned half of everything and we just split everything down the middle so when when we came to decide that we wanted to sell the business because I was a part of that I said to dad yeah look I want to move on I want to move up the coast and live up in um, Coolum and this is great let's sell it but but the closer we got to selling it I could see all this potential and all the stuff that I've done from 2007 I, I think when it really kicked in hard I thought I don't want to let this go because there's so much more to do, and this and I and I had this plan of going paperless and and automating everything through iPads, and then you know doing all this other stuff. So I, I said to Dad, "Look, I'll take on basically all the debt, and you just sign it all over to me, and I'll go forward, and I'll I'll employ you for three days a week selling, and then when you're ready, go to two, then go to one, and then just happy days." Mm-hmm. So that that was the idea, but Dad got really sick in. Um, uh, at the end of 2012 and, and, and since has left. But, um, you know, it was sad that he had to leave. But it's still come a long way since. Left the business, right. So he kind of was enough. He just had to he's, – he's now in retirement, is he? Yeah, he's got, he's plodding along. He's doing his bits and pieces. He started another business in um, professional art hanging, but that's another – Another story for another day. But you're going to say you started another tree business just to get <laughs> up your <laughs> get up your nose. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Love it, mate. Well, that's a very interesting insight, and thank you for that in, into uh, family business. A discussion we haven't had a lot on this show, so I think that's really interesting. What's the key learning from that? From going into business with with, with your old man? Oh God, there's so many. Um, I, I think if anyone's going to start on a family business, you've both got to contribute at 100%. If you both haven't got a similar goal, so even though Dad and I had very different attitudes towards what we were doing, we both had the same goal, and that was to try and deliver the best service we could at the ability that we had at the time. So if you're going to go into partnership or into a family business, you both have to have the same goal or it will not work. And can will can, can I add to that? Uh, and I guess it's all partnerships, but communication. Most definitely. Open, open communication, honest communication. Yeah. Mm. And, that, and that was really interesting because if when we were having our monthly meetings, if I said something at the monthly meeting that, that my parents didn't like, we would nearly have a family argument. So we, we introduced my wife to come in and facilitate the meeting, and she's a professional in her own right, and she holds a good meeting. So... There was no silly goings on, including from myself. So we were able to speak really, really sharply and succinctly and go, right, this from a business point of view has to happen and the line would be drawn in the sand. Um, so many meetings just went completely off track into a completely different area because no one was there to actually uh, man it. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Listeners, I'm talking to Glenn Walton, who is the owner uh, of Brisbane Tree Experts, and uh, it's been a great discussion so far on starting a, a family business uh, and building a family business. And now I want to move in, Glenn, to talking about how you've gone about marketing Brisbane Tree Experts going forward, because you're doing some pretty fancy stuff. And some of these results that I'm seeing, you've you instigated an SEO strategy that saved thirty grand a year 
I yep. want to hear about that. You instigated a website revamp that resulted in 860% increase in web traffic in the first 12 months. These are good numbers, my friend. But first, one of the things you did was a rebrand. So um, yep. you know, many businesses, um, this is interesting, uh, rebrands often don't happen. You see people just going with the same visual identity uh, for, for many, many years. What, what, what did you do? So the, the company was always known as being a, a large tree removalist company. And we in the industry, we call each other coming from that background with no education in the industry, lop a stock. And we were very much guys that would come in and sort your trees out, get rid of them and whatever. So part of the rebranding was is that we wanted to change our corporate and social responsibility into a green one. So my father was horrified when I told him. Um, because <laughs> Bloody tree huggers. Well, look, you know, when you look at the figures, um, we still cut at around about 75% of removal work. And unfortunately for us, it's just the way people are educated about their trees. And, and our challenge is to educate them about their trees so that they're not removing which is another story for another day. So when it came to rebranding, we got a graphic designer to um, look at the brand, uh, at, the, at the logo, funkify it up if you like. It looks great. We bought the, we actually bought the font that goes along with it, so we've got our own individualised font. It's still the same logo that we had, but it just looks a lot nicer and a lot cleaner. Um, we took the website from being, you know, traditionally boring and just about trees and just about what we could do for people and showed off the features and maybe not the benefits of using us. Um, so, so, okay, so that website revamp uh, was very, I mean, that's an incredible, we're probably offer, operating off a relatively low base, but still an 860% increase in web traffic. What, what, what do you reckon of, the, of all the things you did on the website, what was the major thing that contributed to that increase? I think we simplified it and, and we were able to, to, to deliver and identify immediate information. It was like people, when, when they're coming to look for a tree company, they're buying now. They're not, they're not looking at our website going, oh, they're great, those mm-hmm. guys. We could use them one day. That's not, that's furthest from the case. When you're reading it around to get a tree care guy, you're in, ready. You are ready. Your money's hot. Your credit card's out of your wallet yep, and you're yep. spending. So, what we, and, and there's a couple of changes that we only implemented recently as well. Um, the, on the website, so we've got a corporate video on there now. Um, we've got a call to action bar right on the front. We've got buy-in pages for mulch and different products. And so stuff. let's just di- let's dissect those. The corporate video is, is excellent. I call them a video business card or a or yep. a mini a mini business documentary, which I, I think more yours is. It's it's got some real emotion to it. Uh, it's excellent, and it's not it's it's a real storytelling uh, that got done locally. I guess um, where'd the That's idea it, for that right. come from? Yeah, guy from Sydney. Um, from Sydney, and- okay. So you what? Uh, so you flew him up to your joint? No, he was on holidays in Byron. All that was filmed in Byron Bay. Beautiful. So we met him halfway. Had a lovely day with them. Had lunch, and um, they videoed that over a morning. How, how do you? You've got that on your website. I've seen it on YouTube. Um, it's had a few hundred views. How do you use it? Do you actively uh, include it on uh, emails to prospects? What else do you do with it? Look, we, we definitely use it when we're doing more commercial and corporate work, absolutely. Yep. So we would flick that on as a, as a link for them to watch. Um, we, I direct people to the website constantly. It's the first thing that comes out of my mouth. Look, don't, 
don't believe me, go to the website. Now, I know it's my website, but you'd be surprised how many people go to my website after talking to them and they will buy immediately after they watch the first three minutes of that film. Yep. And I'll, I get the calls. I get the, you know, oh, we loved your website. We loved your video. We want to use you. And the way we've done is we've got the video there and then we've got the call to action right next to it. So we're getting the majority of our hits off the front page of our website within the first two or three minutes. What do you call the call to action? I'm looking at your site now. Do so you mean that get, get in touch get in form? Touch. Yeah, it's the get right. in touch form. And okay, I so, hate the fact that it's called get in touch. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I would have thought you could have a, probably a stronger call to action. I know <laughs> uh, a, a guest a couple of weeks ago from health, the owner of health.com.au, a private health insurance company. I mean, it's really important to them, uh, their call to action, and it's basically get a quote, request a quote, I think it was. Um, yeah. Tell me those forms. I see them on a lot of websites. Um, if I was to fill that form out now and hit submit, yep. how long before I get a phone call from someone? Uh, within the day. If mm-hmm. it's if, if, if it's after our hours, our working hours, mm-hmm. um, you'll get it the next day. So my my PA who who's virtual, she works out of her house about um, sixty k's away, and part of her job every morning obviously is to go through all all of those emails and respond to them so not only do you get an email back saying thank you but you also get a copy of our ebook ah. so the ebook gives you 11 questions to ask tradesmen tree lopping tradesmen or tree care worker tradesmen when they come to your door so it's just something to pre-qualify the guys that they've either had out or getting out and even for us, they can say, well, in your booklet it says, and we go, well, actually, yeah, this is my next point. Here we go, and we go from there. Mate, I love that. Um, I, we, I can't see that booklet on the website. Are you keeping that dry until someone makes an inquiry? Yeah, so it's, it's, an, it's an added value. We, we, we did have it as a, a link. Yep. No, no one, <laughs> except for family and friends, read it. Can I suggest, I would have thought uh, with the right headline, the right call to action, um, that that would be a good thing to give away up front and the headline would be something like, don't book a tree lopper until you've read this. We we have been thinking about how to get it out because, again, it's a waste of... Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's the kind of thing you want to get out far and wide and, you know, you would have calls to action uh, littered through it. Yeah, no, I'd I'd rethink that one because it's such a great idea having it. We tried it. Um, I think that the success of the video and our slide is very important to us as well. Like we have a big slider bar at the top and it highlights our monthly specials, what we specialise in, um, awards that we've won um, and, and all the rest of it. And, of course, you know, this is on a Drupal system, so I, I have full control over my website. And I Drupal can, being the content management system cor- for the yeah, website. Yeah, correct. Yep. So I've got full full managing rights to this website and everything you see on there that's here now i've been doing all that's my work yeah you're very proud of that you said you said that with your chest exposed i think exposed (laughs) tell me well here we go you can be proud of this one your seo strategy and it's bloody good by the way i've I've had a look at your page titles and your metadata and you have gone to a lot of trouble to make sure that google know what every single page on your website is all about now from what uh, a little birdie tells, tells me, uh, the, your SEO strategy has, and I get a laugh out of this because listeners of my show who have been around for a long time will know my views on directory advertising. So your SEO strategy led to a reduction in your yellow pages ad from a full page to a one-eighth of a page, resulting yep. in 30 grand per annum saving. 
I think your chest was out there. Yeah, yeah, I'm quite – well, I had nothing to do with that, <laughs> but uh, I had a grin on my face as I read it because, oh, mate, you know, like it, it breaks my heart still when I come across businesses that are throwing good money after bad into – marketing and not just directory advertising although i think directories have got a lot to answer for uh, it's just not working so um tell tell me more how how did the seo thing come about and what did you do well i it, funnily enough i kept my full page ad in the first year of trading because when dad got sick I, I panicked i didn't think i could do it all on my own and i thought oh i've got to hold on to the yellow pages right mm. silly silly um at the very beginning we had that full page for probably three or four years and we were generating 75% of our, our, our work from Yellow Pages. So it was quite substantial. This is early and, 2000s, I'm guessing. Yeah, no. So we got so we started to get the full page ads around about 2006 or seven, mm-hmm. and then we had them for four or five years. I, I didn't look into how long we had the full page ad, mm-hmm. but it was, a, it was responsible for 75% of our, our growth. So it was like, well, it, it was a no-brainer for me to yeah. keep it. Um, then, then I started meeting some wonderful people from Flying Solo and other places that were sort of suggesting to me to do a little bit more with my website, look at SEO strategies and AdWords campaigning and all that sort of thing. Um, and then when we started, after the first 12 months, of, we dropped the ad size down to half a page and then it was a 30-30-30 split. We had like 30% yellow pages, 30% online and then 30% of everything else. To today where it's 10% yellow pages, 70% online, and 20% other. Interesting. What, what, what do you spend? What are you spending on well, what do you spend on SEO, I suppose? Because you've, you've, you've saved 30 grand on yellow pages. You, yep. Did you pay someone to optimise your site? Originally, I, I did, yes. Um, but I, I, had, I think one of the most important things about um, – about your website is get a copywriter. Don't muck around with it. Don't even try and think that you can write what these Correct. people can write. Um, and my, my, my copywriter, she's fantastic. Um, and I would spend probably the same amount of time I'm spending with you discussing what I want to, to come across. And she just writes it in the most spectacular way. Yeah. You know? I, so, mate, you, you read my mind. I mean, I think uh, too many business owners try to – try to write copy or they go, you know, yell out in the office, you know, we need to get a new page on the website. Who's got time to write it? It's like, that's just, you know, it's like, it's too important. It's too, too important. People get carried away with, yeah, let's get a website or let's get a, let's get on Facebook or or let's run some ads, but they don't spend any time thinking about what they're going to say and how they're going to say it. And copywriters, that's what they do. That's their trade. Oh, look, she was responsible for the um, line writing is the woman that does my uh, Lucinda Lyons. She's fantastic. She's a, a flying soloist. And she, again, wrote the whole website front to back, the ebook, a couple of my blogs. She's helped me through those to the point now where I'm starting to write good content for, for, for our blogs, you know. So um, I actually you- couldn't find your blog. Uh, uh, oh, there it is. It's under about us. You, you, you're hiding it. Yeah, I, well, we've only just really started blogging in the last six months properly mm-hmm. um, and, and we highlight the blogs through social media mainly um, and on the bottom of emails. Can I, I'll, give you, I'll give you a little, um, this one's for free, Glenn. With your Go blogging on. and with a business like yours, it's a no-brainer. Go and identify the 
10 or 20 questions, the, the, the top questions that people have for you when they call you yeah. and um, answer every single one of those. Make, make the question, the heading, the headline for the blog and yeah. then answer that question within the blog post. But, you know, yeah. even if you think, oh, it's only really a short, it's only a one-sentence answer, try and make it a two or 300-word answer because Google like a bit of rich Deep, deep content, but um, yeah. but that I, I I would imagine. Give me call me in six months once you've done it. I reckon you'll yeah. find some of those blog posts will be generating start to generate thousands of dollars in. Are you um, on? Are you online now? I am. Go to FAQ page. This is an audio show, by the way. Facts and questions. <laughs> yeah, BrisbaneTrexperts Um, yeah, yeah. So you've got your. I, I saw your FAQs, but here's yeah. and and listeners. Um, I, I know you can't see what we're talking about, but let me explain. So Glenn's just sent me to the FAQ part of his site where some of those key questions, those frequently asked questions are asked. But Glenn, what you've done is just run them down the page. I would I would dedicate a page on your website to each of those frequently asked questions because then Google can index them individually and you'll probably Absolutely. see a lot more traction and them ranking better. Okay. Uh, anyway, this is not a consulting session. This is an interview. That now, was free. Uh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just come down. I live on an acre. We've got bloody gum trees everywhere. So <laughs> we did come down to start chopping. Tell me, mate, just to wrap up, finish up yep. on your marketing. So you've done some great branding. Love the website. Love the SEO strategy. Love the fact that you've you've dropped your directory advertising because the opportunity cost there is huge. Um, and I think the other thing that you seem to be really kind of doing well on is is your is your AdWords, your Google AdWords. Yeah. Is that really uh-huh. important to the business? It, it has been, yeah. Um, we, we have an active uh, AdWords campaigner um, and she's, she's on it. She's a, she was my original virtual PA and she kept doing that while, while, once, I le- once she left. And mm-hmm. so I can ring her at any time and say, look, we want to we explore this area. Let's go here and let's go there. So we can, it's pretty much on the spot. I can, I can do it now. That's, uh, is, is she local or is she like overseas? No, no, she's local. All my PAs have been local, mm-hmm. but but they don't work anywhere near me. They're always generally about sixty k's away. So. Love it, mate. Yeah, oh, you're you're a forward thinker. You don't you don't have to have people on site eyeballing them. Um, you can get a whole lot more done. You, you've you've kind of followed this philosophy I talk about of the virtual marketing team, which is surrounding yourself with specialists, which I, which I love. Um, there's there's one other thing I, I failed to mention earlier. Um, part of part of our marketing strategy was to get everything that, that we had our physical, not physical. Everything went in the cloud, and some of some of the most important marketing strategies we've got um, would be our auto responding uh, software. We use um, a product called Sign Up To, and it's. It does everything from social media right through to um, SMS marketing, the whole lot. And we, we found that that's been a really huge benefit to us in the last six months. And um, we're only, when we've only just scratched the surface of the potential of it. So we're reminding our clients every seven to eight months by auto-respond from, from their last invoice that they need us to come back out and have a look at their trades. Love it. Uh, by email and text? By email now, um, I haven't looked into the tech side of it at this stage because email's been working so well. Mm. Um, but uh, and, and and of course, we, we do old school marketing as well, Tim. Which is, heaven forbid, 
Yeah, we, we do we do two home shows a year. You're, you're doing one now. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I, I jokingly say heaven forbid because the, getting that mix right, I mean, I'm not, I'm not one to say online is everything. There is, I think they work, work alongside each other absolutely beautifully. I mean, it's, it, you know, incredible what you can do between the two of them and uh, you're clearly nailing that. So at the home show... What's your aim at the home show? Is it to get uh, – I interviewed a lady, Carmen, from a gym in uh, New York a few weeks ago, and her yeah. aim with – she does a lot of um, events. She does school events, you know, uh, information booths at local community events, and her one aim is not, to get a, is not to get a sign up. It's to get an email address or a mobile phone number. Exactly. Um, we, we worked out really quickly that we cannot convince people that their trees are important standing with another 100 other people. So we, we find a way um, to, to get them in, whether it be balloons, a stump grinder there, or a picture of a helicopter pulling a tree out, video, whatever it might be, and then discussing those points. And, and we set up our capture um, software so that it is, it is already the CSV file. So we've set it up in such a way we get first name, last name, email, phone number and send it straight to the office and it, it populates straight into our system and then we go from there. Love it. Love it. Hey, yeah, Glenn, out, out of interest, mate, I mean, marketing is clearly important to you uh, and so it bloody should be, but how, how, many, how many hours a week would you spend on your marketing? Oh, oh um. I, th- I think about it every day, I guess. It, it, it's forefront for mm-hmm. me. Everything I do, including uniforms, cars, the cars look phenomenal, the trucks, everything. It, to me, it's about giving our clients the experience. So I would suggest to you that I think about it nonstop. And is, and is it for you, is it a hobby? No, I just want to be that professional. Yeah. But you love it. What I meant by hobby, I mean, you love it. It's not a chore. It's just something that you just can't wait to get the, the Brisbane Tree Experts message out in some way, shape or form every day. I happen to be, at, as well, the president of the Queensland Arboricultural Association, and they can't stand it when I say Brisbane Tree Experts. They just get sick of it because a lot of the stuff that we're implementing in Brisbane Tree Experts I'm trying to implement in the association right. so it becomes better as well. So, yeah, it is a hobby. I love it. And I yeah. think that this style of marketing and this style of interaction and be proud of your brand. I mean, your brand is just everything. It is. Mate, that's music to my ears. What do you reckon you spend per annum on marketing? It's it's probably still around that sort of 35 grand, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, it might even be a little bit more, depending on if we do any of the old, old school stuff like pamphlet deliveries, which we're finding people don't don't really, really take them up anymore. And especially with our, our business, we, people don't respond to them as well as they used to because we're not really backyard anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd say between 35,000 and maybe... 40 at the worst year. Love it, mate. Well, listen, Glenn, it's a, it's a great story to, to, to be told on this show. The family the family saga that's led to just the business going on uh, to do greater things, the fact that you've embraced marketing in, in such a way that it is, it is a hobby. You're loving, loving what you do. You're measuring everything you're doing. It's all accountable. You're seeing the results of what you're doing. I, I, it's just a good story, mate, and there should be more of it. So thanks so much for... Um, taking us behind the scenes. I was looking for a bit of a tree analogy there, but I, taking us up the tree, but it wouldn't have really been that. I could go out on a limb for you. Oh, there it is. Else if you wanted. Enough, <laughs> enough. This is, it's starting to write itself. Glenn Walton, <laughs> Brisbane Tree Experts, thanks for appearing on Small Business Big Marketing.
Thank you, Timbo. I loved it. It's great. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. I sleep all night. I work all day. He's a lumberjack and he's okay. He works all night and he works all day. And what an absolutely stellar choice of music to uh, intro and outro that interview. I do love a bit of Monty Python. Very, very silly men they were, or still are, really. Now, before I give you my top three learnings from that fireside chat with Glenn, let me quickly tell you about Swiftly.com. And I say quickly because that's exactly what Swiftly is all about. Small design fixes real fast. Swiftly is ideal for altering your business card details, logo alterations, banner ad updates, even photo touch-ups. And who doesn't love a good photo touch-up? You simply upload the artwork that needs fixing, tell them what needs doing, and boom, within one hour, it's done. All for just 19 bucks. Yep, 19 smackaroonies. Check them out, swiftly.com. That's S-W-I-F-T-L-Y. Well, I hope you got as many marketing tips and tricks from that fireside chat with Glenn as I did. Uh, there's some marketing gold in there, team. My top three, number one, that ebook idea that Glenn's doing is a cracker. But don't keep your powder dry. You know, Glenn's only giving it to prospects who request, requested a quote. I would suggest create an ebook and share it openly and widely. Maybe in the first instance, give it in exchange for an email address on your website. And if you don't want to do that, if that sounds too complicated, just give it away on your website and embed links and calls to action in the ebook so that they can contact you as they're reading through it. So great idea, Glenn. Number two, get clear on your keywords and SEO every page of your website. Okay, so make sure Google know what each page of your website is. And that's that net registry package that I spoke about earlier is ideal for that. If you go to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com and click on the net registry banner on the right-hand side, that SEO package will reveal itself. Now, it saved Glenn a massive $30,000 in Yellow Pages advertising by undertaking really smart SEO, and I suggest you do too. And number three, following up clients seven months later with an autoresponder email. So clever. I'd also add text and a phone call to that uh, as well. But I like the fact that Glenn's obviously got clear on his customer's buying cycle and identified seven months as a time when he may next be required. So having that automatically going out through something like an Aweber or a MailChimp are going to do that as well. So great, great, great ideas there, Glenn. Thanks for sharing, mate. Hope you enjoyed it, listeners. Well, that almost brings us to the end of another episode of the world's number one marketing show, uh, brought to you by the very good folk at Net Registry. Get your online marketing sorted with them and the good folk at Swiftly for all your small design fixes fast. We have got some great upcoming guests that I am yet to be bedded down, but are getting very close to being bedded down. So I won't reveal who, suffice to say that you have reason to be excited, team. Don't forget to join the forum if you want to continue the marketing discussion outside of the show. Then head over to the Small Business Big Marketing Forum at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. It's a dollar uh, to get started for the first seven days. Wet your whistle, so to speak. Dip your toe in the water. And then it's 49 bucks a month thereafter. And there's some really solid uh, marketing discussion and accountability happening in there. Uh, and at the end of this show, I suggest, which is about now, hang around for Kermit the Frog to offer up some listener reviews. 
You've been listening to the Small Business Big Marketing Show with Tim Reid. Want more marketing goodness? Then visit smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Love Tim's enthusiasm. Uh, this is a five-star review. Uh, it says, uh, Hey Tim, love your podcast. It's a wonderful way to start the day listening in the car before I hit the work day. Don't stop. Keep them coming. Love your personal feel you give to the show and how you make the audience feel special. Oh, that's from Karen. Uh, best podcast for small businesses. Uh, this is another five-star review by Mitch Kane, a genuine guy with real-world experience who cares about small business owners. A must-have podcast with heart and humor. You will enjoy and learn from every episode. True story. Fantastic. A five-star review by Booty75. I have just started listening to this podcast. I have been impressed by the amount of information given. So impressed that I have listened to the first ten podcasts in two days. This has given so many practical tips that I can use in my business straight away. Thanks so much. Smallbusinessbigmarketing.com 